Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to a space of belonging. This is the Ash and Ivy Show. My name is Riley, and I'm totally geeking out to be here with you. I am challenging you to know your identity, find God's voice in your story, and give your life as a gift to the world. You have a voice and a message that only you can give. So let's do the divine work and make God visible through our lives and be in awe of what life is all about. Hey, 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 lovely friends. I am thrilled to be here today. Uh, it's been a slow morning. I painted my nails. Hey, I lost my teeth. Floss my teeth. Like the other day it occurred to me that I consider flossing teeth self-care. And I think that is fairly safe to say it's lame. Like who does that? But honestly, it's the best I've got. Like, I don't, I don't know. Flossing my teeth is like next level kind of day. You know what I mean? Um, and I've been working out, I've been drinking my water and actually taking my vitamins. Like, am I the only one who just gets po uh, vitamins out every day and puts them in my pocket? Like, and then washes them later in the washing machine. I have vitamins everywhere. I have them in my car, in my bag, in my pocket, on the tables because I just get them out, but I never actually take them. And that's super weird. And I don't know why I keep doing that. Uh, but I, anyway, I've been taking them the past few weeks and I, when we came back from San Francisco, I got really sick with a virus and thought I had COVID and all this craziness. And, um, it just took me forever to get over it, but it's been like a month and I'm finally feeling more like myself. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Today is a big day. I'm taking my oldest for his driving permit and uh, that's craziness. And the youngest, it's my kids are seven years apart. The youngest was practicing cutting his own pancake and crashed the plate to the floor. So we are in two different uh, parts of life. Absolutely. But um, it's just, you know how it is, all the things all the time. And I'm excited about this driving thing. I, you know, they say like once your kids get to driving age, something shifts and you actually want them to start driving. And I am for real starting to feel that shift. Like it's hard to keep up with his high school schedule. They don't, they don't base anything on the mom, like, like they do their own thing. And so, yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited for him. And, um, this weekend, Josh and I are supposed to go on a day date Saturday. I can hardly contain my excitement. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Let's go Saturday. I live for this stuff. So listen, we have big news coming at the Powell House. Um, just a lot going on. And I mean big. I can't wait to tell you all about everything. Uh, but for today... I'm just going to stick with the past. <laughs> Last week, I started sharing about how I got into my healing journey. And today I get to tell you more about that. And that is so fun. It's so fun to tell how God makes all things new. And I could talk about it all day long. But I just wanted to catch up a little bit, be human to human, and kind of let you know what was going on in our lives. Um, but let's jump into the good stuff. So Last week, just talked about how I um, literally got in my car and started traveling back in time and drove to different people, different places that I had lived or I'd been. I didn't say, but 
my dad was in the Air Force, so we lived in a lot of different places. So I have really um, important friendships in multiple places. And they, I just, that's a whole nother story, but I get overwhelmed with just the goodness of my friendships and that they've lasted and that they're so full of life for me. Um, but that's kind of what I mean when I say that I had to travel different places. And that that's probably wise because I have really important people in different places. And so I wanted to see them face to face. I wanted to touch them and, and just go back to the place because that's what I felt like God was asking me to do. And so, um, yeah, quite literally took trips to revisit these places. And, um, there's so much detail. There's so much detail and I'm, I'm not going into it today. Exactly. I will share it over time or I'm actually going to be sharing it in the course. Um, but today I'm kind of just talking about this process of, of this adventure, this journey of rewriting my story and changing the narrative of my thinking. Um, just filling, pouring out the old and filling in the new with God's truth, his standard, his identity, what he says about me. And so that's what it's kind of all about. Um, and I wish I had time to tell every single detail of just the beautiful ways that he showed up or people, you know, provided and it's just neat. So stick around. It'll all come out eventually. Um, but so anyway, I went to, to, um, Florida and spoke with that first girl that I told you about. And she is a lifeline for me. She's everything. And that was just a huge boost in the journey. I, I got it very intentionally started me there and just completely spoke life into me. Also dreamed with me, encouraged me to pursue who she knew I was meant to be. And, and I didn't really even know that she knew that about me, which I know is awkward, but she did. And she saw it in me, who I thought I was, who I wanted to be. And she just spoke it into the air. She spoke it into life and gave me permission to step in that direction. And so that was enormous, just absolutely enormous. Um, I just was thinking I, I drove through the night to get there and was only going to stay a night. And, um, I just was remembering all of a sudden it popped in my mind. She has a little girl, she has two little girls. And one of them just begged me to stay again. She begged me to stay again. And my husband was like, yes, you need to stay. And so I stayed another night and I just remember her jumping up and down, squealing my name with just such exuberance in life and like raw, genuine excitement. And it just um, deeply touched my heart to have someone cheering for me like that. And I think we all need people in our lives like that. I'm so blessed to have several people like that. Um, I just remember that moment filling me with pure joy, you know, deep down. I got the joy. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, just that genuine, like pure joy. So anyway, great trip, great trip. And there's a lot more to it. So next, um, I came home and talked to a couple other people and this is what started to happen. This is the cool part. This is the part I wasn't expecting. 
right? Like I told you, I thought I was going to just practice telling my story without sobbing out my eyes. And, um, and that took a while. And it, I mean, I suppose it did accomplish that in a way, but that wasn't the point exactly. And so this cool thing started to happen. I started to catch on to God's tricky little plan (laughs) that he knew better. He knew more and bigger ways about this. So every person who um, was on this list, it, it wasn't an extensive list of people. And I also want to add that it was an extremely safe list of people. This is, this is not me just going to anyone who wasn't absolutely sacred to me. This wasn't haphazard. It wasn't damaging to myself in any way who I chose to share my heart with and open that vulnerability up with were very, very sacred relationships. And so that is um, an important detail, but every person I visited responded with life-giving messages. And what I noticed is that each one, each experience, each message was very unique. And so every time I met with someone, I walked away with a different message of truth for rewriting the narrative of my mind. Each one held up its own purpose. I'm going to explain that, what I mean in that. So my first friend completely set my identity in love, right? She boosted my confidence. She spoke life into my dreams. She actually yelled like, duh, it's about time. I've been waiting for you. Uh, (laughs) And I was speechless. Um, She just said that she was ready to see me take action toward who she knew I was meant to be. And it was a big, big deal. Another person, actually, it, it wasn't quite that boost. It didn't go that way. It That person called out my self-condemnation and spoke to the fact that I had been a victim. I had never, ever called myself a victim before. I had never considered that. I'd never, certainly not accepted it. Um, I always took full responsibility for the errors Um, my choices that I had made in college, um, choosing to get married in college. And then that ending, I took full responsibility for that. And, um, so this, this person actually said that I was covered in God's love the whole time and spoke straight into my unbelief that I was loved. And honestly, it wrecked me. It really did. It wrecked me. It, um, I was highly offended. I had never doubted God's. I was the girl who loved Jesus like more than anyone else. You know what I mean? Like we all, maybe we all think that about ourselves, but, um, I would never doubt God's love. God is love. God loves me. I tell everyone that like, so for him to call out an unbelief in me, um, was very hard for me to hear, but those words brought a freedom because they unlocked a need that I had to search that part of my heart. And they exposed something about me that I didn't realize was happening. Um, 
when I took on all that condemnation and that responsibility, it's not that, I mean, I am, I do have responsibility and we do have to take responsibility for the facts of our lives. Um, but I had rooted that into my spirit as what was true. And that was the final word. And it is not the final word. God gets the final word. And his word says that I am perfectly loved and held and accepted and that he's not going to withhold any good gift for me because of my mistakes. And so, yeah, like that message allowed me to ask questions that had been locked inside before. And I was able to talk to God about all of that and let him rewrite that narrative too. Let him soften that part of me and just challenge what I believed about love, what I believed about myself. And so um, there's a whole lesson in the course about this topic, and it's absolutely critical to understand for anything else to make sense. And so I'm so, so grateful for that divine appointment and those words to unlock that uh, lie in my mind, deep embedded in my mind. So, um, so I'm trucking along on this journey, on this adventure, and um, I get to the last person on my list. And, um, oh, I didn't even write this one in. I wanted to tell you, I had another person, um, and I didn't mean to leave it out. It's absolutely one of the most important um, but this friend, how oh God, I don't even have words because she's so precious to me, just absolutely sustains me. Um, and I just remember kind of pouring out to her and her um, just really feeling my pain in a way that I can't express. I don't really even understand it, um, but she just has a gift of of meeting me exactly where I am. She has no expectation of me. She has no um, offense, you know, of who I am, and so she doesn't take offense. and And she just has this magical way of meeting me where I am. and And uh, it was a a moving experience because. She knew a lot about me already, but just as I journeyed through this, she was there the whole time and grieved with me, grieved for me, grieved in ways that I maybe didn't know how to grieve or give myself permission to grieve or have any practice in that and um, really demonstrated empathy and uh, coming alongside someone. I mean, she literally held me. And so that was that has been a huge, huge, huge gift in my life. So, okay. So I'm trucking along. Like I said, I get to this last person on my list and frankly, it did not feel safe and it felt hard. And, um, like that's just like the enemy to build fear where none is needed. Right. Because I'd already told you that these relationships were sacred. I treasure this relationship with this person. And so looking back now, this is why we read, write our story because looking back, it's such a red flag, major, major red flag that there were so many untruths carrying me. Um, 
because fear and that kind of feeling um, does not come from God. Those are false beliefs. And so anytime something is wrapped in those feelings, it's a red flag and should be looked at. And so I was walking dead thinking I was alive. Clearly, clearly based on this, I was filled with fears and false beliefs because God never feels like that. Conviction doesn't feel like that. And um, condemnation, guilt, like that stuff that that freezes you, paralyzes you, that is not from God. Your inner critic is not the Holy Spirit. I We really haven't talked about the Enneagram on this episode. What? How could I leave it out? But I heard um, a friend of mine who's an Enneagram, one, the perfectionist, she's the one who used that phrase. She had to learn that her inner critic was not the Holy Spirit and separate who God is and what his voice is in her life from the inner critic. And, um, that's extremely important. Like the God is not bossy or critical. He's not demanding. He doesn't expect performance or perfection. Like never his voice is always, um, laced with peace and identity. He doesn't make you question. He doesn't raise concerns. He doesn't confuse you, rush you. And he absolutely never says anything that is false. And so anything that is the opposite of life is not coming from God. And so even though he had sent me on this trip and I did push through and I did, you know, obey and continue, um, there was a major battle and, um, golly, it's, it's just nuts because, I'm telling you, like, I'm trying to invite you into this space of rewriting your story. And this is exactly why, because every single time, every time I write my own story again, or I have new revelation, or I talk about it, I have new revelation. I see more, I hear more, I understand deeper. And that's what's happening like right now, as I'm telling you this, because writing your story is the most powerful healing toy toy, really tool to knowing and seeing and meeting God in your own life. Like not in any other person's journey, hearing it in other people's stories can compel you. And it should, like we hear it and you hear it in my story. And I hope that it resonates with you. I hope it shakes you and wakes you up and says, I want that because I tell you this as an invitation to bring you into this journey, but it's not going to speak to you personally. It's just an example to know God. You must meet him in your own words, in your own world. You must see him show up for you, for you, right? For you. And so he will, he will. And if that's something that you're questioning, that's okay. It's okay to question What's true? What's going to happen? How's God going to show up? Maybe something happened before and he didn't show up the way you thought he was going to. And maybe now you're like a little bit nervous about who he is for you. Like, yeah, I know he shows up, but I don't think he will this time. I don't think he will in this situation. I don't think he will for me unless I do. Oh man, it's, it's worth digging into Go ahead and just explore that thought, explore that idea. Think about what you expect from him. 
what you believe about who he is. Is he critical? Is he bossy in your mind? Does he create lists of who you're supposed to be? Mm, that's worth exploring and checking out. Okay, so anyway, I'm in my car I'm headed toward Columbia. And, you know, continuing like on this story, I want to just tell you more about it. Looking back, what I believed about who God is, what when I think about it now, of course, we never know it in the moment, right? We have to revisit it, remember. But I believed God was setting me up to face rejection. I thought, well, come on, Riley, you got this. I'm tough. I'm strong. These are identity things that I clung to about myself. I can do hard things. God needs me to be able to face rejection and be okay with it. I thought he's putting me through a lesson of being tough and strong and having to face the truth because the person I'm going to see knows best and she's wise. She hasn't made these mistakes. I need to be humble and willing to hear what she says. I need to accept the facts. I can handle whatever rejection and criticism she throws my way. <laughs> I am so daggum flabbergasted right now as I realized this in a fresh way that that's what I was thinking because that is what I was thinking. And it is crazy. So false. God would never do that, y'all. Never. We fill our own heads with so much crap. Like, it is ridiculous. I thought he was setting me up to face rejection. Are you kidding me? No, no, that is false. <laughs> it's just nuts. I love that I'm just living this out right here in front of you. Um, that he, he just is using this all over again to, to teach me another layer, to peel another layer off of what I think and what I think wrong, basically. Um, yeah. Oh man. So there are multiple insane details about this trip too. And, um, again, I'm going to save some of my favorites for inside the course, but know that God met me on that drive and set me straight. I mean, he did not leave me in my filthy mind. Praise him big time. He met me right there in my car on the way. He spoke new life right into that spot himself. He did not even wait for me to meet with that friend. He said, I'm going to handle this right here, right now. She's not going to go into this thinking anymore uh, lies. Nope. And he handled it. And he, he did. He, he, he set me straight and he spoke right there into that moment of, of worship and anguish and lots of mixed things. <laughs> um, it's honestly probably my favorite moment in my whole life. Um, crazy. Cool. So those are the moments I crave. Honestly, just revisiting it here with you, sharing it brings it to life all over again. It's what I love about sharing. Um, so I want you to know how bad this girl bashed me. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. I was a fool. I was a fool. She did, did, she did exactly what the father would do. She completely embraced me filled me with more truth, more rewriting the narrative of my heart, spoke a new truth over my life. Y'all, why did I fear for a moment that God would throw me to the wolves? He would never do that. 
So what actually happened blows my mind still. She actually said that she tells my story to give others hope. And she shares how Jesus had been my priority throughout the whole journey. Uh, excuse me. My jaw hit the floor. I literally could not believe she said that about me. Me? No, not me. I'm not the girl that you would tell others for hope. I'm the girl who screwed up everything. I'm the girl who chose to give her life away to the wrong person and lots of bad things. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not the girl who went to Africa and saved an orphanage, like something, you know what I mean? Like we think those people are so much higher and holier. No, I'm the girl who hit bottom. I'm the girl who just all the things and you can fill it in. But I, this is the thing. I had been believing something different for more than 10 years. I had been believing that this girl who was full of wisdom and life and love and compassion, who I treasured deeply, I thought she was um, rejecting me and critical of me and judging me. I thought she thought she was better than me. And <laughs> it makes me so sad to think that or say that because it's not anywhere near what's true and um what a waste of time right like what a waste of time oh man you know there's um another detail that i want to share today and really this is how it all of it even started this is kind of going back before it all um i can actually remember that very moment I was laying in bed and finally caved and said, yes, like, like a real sincere yes to God's way for this dream. And the self that I wanted to be, um, this person that I hoped would come alive or be lived on the outside, not just in my heart. And, and I said yes to his way. Like, okay. I don't know how to make this happen, but you do. And I'm ready. Um, I had been living another good life, like a good life for far too long, but it, it was not the best life that God had for me. A life that's uniquely designed just for me. And I believe each of us has that life available to her. I was at the time just cruising along, meeting societal standards, um, just doing the best I could, doing what I thought was right. And when I said, okay, show me the life that's uniquely mine, I had physical fear. I'm, when I look back at that now, I noticed that I was scared of God. I was scared of what he might walk me into. Would he set me up to fail? To receive rejection? Would he hurt me? Would he, does he want me to be tough and hard? Because like I said a second ago, that's so far from the truth. He defies every you know, false expectation I have of him and meets me with tender grace every time. And so 
it's important for us to notice and catch those little feelings, those things that hinder our relationship with him, because those are the things that are going to keep us hidden and quiet and small and prevent us from being light in the world. And so it's worth asking, like, what do you fear? What holds you back from seeking the truth? Is it too hard to look at? What, what will happen if you do? What will happen if you say yes and you take time to explore your story? Will it hurt? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But what if I told you that in that pain, you will feel more embraced and more acceptance than you ever knew possible? What if you could use all of that to bring healing to someone else? What if your life could be filled with such purpose that it changes the world? Because truth brings freedom. That is God's principle. That is fact. And so when you take your truth and bottle it up and give it as life, that's what you're designed to do, to create life around you. You're designed to breathe new life, fresh wind into the people around you and the spaces that you're in. There's nothing to give until you make new space for God to pour in truth. He will pour in identity and uh, you will be able to give when you have met him in a completely new and real way for yourself in your own life. I would guess, I mean, if you're honest, if you do feel scared of what God would expect from you, and I just want to meet you there in that spot of fear, because I get it and it's okay to feel that way. It's completely normal, totally understandable. You can feel scared to face the truth. You can also be brave and choose it anyway. You can choose it anyway. Yeah. And I just want to say again, like when you seek who God is in your own life, you will meet his embrace. It's such a tender way that it'll be worth it. Like nothing compares to meeting with your creator in the face of your pain and your brokenness. The lies that come to your mind that you're the only one broken, you're the only one who has to face this. That's just what they are. They're lies. They're trapping you. They're trying to steal the, um, the growth and the new life that can come when you face the truth. You are so brave. You are much braver than you've ever imagined. You are strong and capable. And I believe in you. In the Rewrite Your Story course, that's what we're doing. That's what it's all about. Just walking through this journey step by step and beginning to unravel some of the lies so that the narrative of your mind feeds you life. We're going to get rid of feelings of being trapped, too small and not enough. 
And the way it's designed is um, it's weekly live meetings and then there will be homework on your own. And of course, you would never, ever be required to share. So just take that worry right off your plate. Um, listen, even if you don't choose the course, I encourage you to start seeking God in your own story. Ask him to show up and meet you there. I'd love to hear what happens. One of my goals is to start putting some um, just some writing prompts in the Ash and Ivy friends group on Facebook. So hop over there and join in. It's been quiet over there this summer, but um, I've definitely got plans to just kind of revive it a little bit and um, create community there. So I, as always, just long to hear from you. I love to know what God's doing in your life, where he's calling you, what you're being invited to, what's resonating. And as always, I'm cheering for you.